This is Woodwords the Podcast, a production of the Kansas City Woodworkers Guild. Here's your host, Kevin Thomas. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Woodwords the Podcast. I want to start off this week by thanking Mike Jones for filling in for me when I was under the weather in our last program. He did a great job. I might have to worry about my job here. Also want to thank Norm Carpenter for interviewing me, even though I'm not sure uh, everybody wanted to hear that, but I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Today, we are joined by a longtime member of the Guild. He's an artist. He's just recently taken the secretary position for the Guild. And he's a teacher. And besides that, he makes a mean chicken Alfredo, (laughs) fettuccine Alfredo. There you go. He is Dave Roth. Dave, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, I'll start you off like we do, everybody. How did you get your start in woodworking? Well, about 25 years ago, um, I quit smoking. And so with including smoking, I had to do something with my hands, right? Okay. So I took up woodworking. Now, I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? So um, anyway, within woodworking, you know, I've heard this about two months ago when someone says, why buy something for $50 when you can build it for $300, right? (laughs) So when we build things as woodworkers, um, it's just not trying to save money, but it's something that we build and pass down to our family members Mm -hmm. and things of that sort. Plus the satisfaction of building with your own hands. Okay, how did you uh, how did you come to the Woodworkers Guild? Um, My father-in-law took me to one of the woodworking shows in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and at the eight-foot table there was George Dixon and Bill Webb, and George had this wooden crane that he built, and he told me about the guild and says, "Yeah, come on down to the guild, you know, check us out. We meet on the third Wednesday, and we'll get you a set of plans for the crane." Never got the set of plans from him. <laughs> so when I came to the guild, you know, there was like 50, 60 people at Jacob's Well, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize him, you know, being the first time there. And, uh, but I did see him like two or three months later. He brought in a crane for show and tell. I said, that's the guy. You know, and he does a re- I don't know if you've seen his cranes. They're about the yay big, and they, they're all functional with ropes <laughs> and everything. He did a really good job on them. Okay. Um, you're considered... The guild's expert on a couple of topics, one of those being intarsia. What got you interested in in intarsia? Well, I used to do watercolor paintings, and I'd spend 30, 40 hours on a watercolor painting. Mm -hmm. And when I started woodworking, I wanted to do something with wood, and I was at Woodcraft, and they had a book uh, from Judy Gale Roberts on intarsia. So I looked at the book, and there's a little pelican. And I did that without a, you know, the half-inch wood they sold at Woodcraft. And I bought some walnut, mahogany, and maple. And I had a scroll saw. And I cut it out. And then I sculpted it with the Dremel and said, that's what I wanted to do. Because oh. Intarsia has different color woods to it. You have mm-hmm. your darks, lights, browns, twirls, doodle back. Those are sort of like your watercolor paintings, you know, at least to me, within wood. Do you use a lot of um, exotics? I only put about 10% of exotics in there because exotic woods are really hard and they're oily, like uh, cardinal wood, babinga, mm-hmm. beautiful woods, and they're a little pricey too and windy. Um, 
but you use them to enhance your project, yeah. And you're also considered somewhat of an expert on marketry. Mm, marketry, yes. Are there uh, any similarities in the two techniques? Yes, there are. There, um, the similar similarities within that is you both use a scroll saw for both mm -hmm. projects. Um, and you also look for proper grain direction. So let's say you're doing an iris and intarsia. Intarsia is when you cut wood three quarter inch thick and then you right. sculpt it with sanding drums, right? Mm -hmm. And then you put it back together like a mosaic. So if you're doing an iris and a long leaf, well you put that pattern the same direction as the wood. And the same thing with marquetry. You take thin veneer, 42nd inch, and you lay that in your packet the same direction mm -hmm. as the leaf. So that's grain direction and scroll sawing. Okay. The similarities. Do you have a favorite of those two? I'm really liking marquetry a lot. Yeah. I also like the Intarsa. I like them both. What uh, what skill are you working on mastering now? That's a good one. There's quite a few right now. <laughs> um, as you know, I'm teaching at uh, Kansas City, Kansas Community College in construction tech. Okay. Um, at the college, I've been there for nine years, and they were short-handed in the, in the construction tech uh, classes. And we had like 15 high school students and a total mm -hmm. of 40 students and not enough instructors. So they asked me if I can keep an eye and help with the teaching, keeping the students safe. So, I mean, they're using joiners, planers, band saws, table saws, miter saws. So, and I said, yes. I mean, I get to go do woodworking and get paid for it. It's, wow. it's awesome. It's, it's, it's really a lot of fun. That's, that's good. Now, uh, are you still teaching uh, the culinary arts? No, I'm not. I haven't been teaching much culinary arts since I'm working, uh, since I've been working at the college. I haven't been doing very many uh, caterings or cooking classes in people's homes. But um, some other things I've been working on uh, Skill-wise, is resin casting, mm -hmm. pin turning, um, doing some uh, wood turning with Anthony Harris on his box making classes. Mm -hmm. So in school at the college, when the students start learning spindle turn, I want to be able to make sure that I know what I'm, be able to teach the students how to do it safely. That's good. Yeah. Safety is a big thing. It is. It is. Okay, you're uh, you're involved here with. Uh, Basic and intermediate classes mm -hmm. in woodworking. Right. Is uh, is this teaching something that you enjoy? Yes. Um, watching the students learn here at the guild, um, trying that table saw over there, trying to learn the table saw joinery. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to be one of the one of the go-to guys for that. Not the guy, but one of the guys up to that. And um, it's really good to see when a student figures out, like when they're doing the locking rabbit drawer. Mm -hmm. joint for that joint everything fits right they get that aha moment right. or the plant stand you know the half lap and they get that all nice and even with the mortises going up and things like that and it's just really good to see that light bulb click good. Yeah. Um, you, you've rejoined the board of directors at our last meeting you right. became uh, secretary yes would you like to pitch and I something to uh, our newer members about what sure. it's like to to step up and and uh, volunteer. Sure, absolutely. Um, our guild has a lot of opportunities to help out. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have to do them all. You just only need to do one, like a, a foreman, right? Mm -hmm. There's I don't know how many foremen we have, like 20, 30 maybe foremans here, maybe more than that that come in on one day one day a month or mm -hmm. one day a week to help out. Um, you know, we have the scroll saw SIGs, the SIGs and things of that sort. John Tegler, 
You know, I, I did it for three years, and John's doing it for nine. I mean, John Tegler right now is at Skullsaw Golf. If you have a question on Skullsaw, and he's your man. Now, yeah. George Rex Road, he's kind of stepping up a little bit and helping out John. And uh, like George Rex Road, he used to do uh, bandsaw boxes. Mm -hmm. And now he's stepped up and teaches classes. So if there's something you're good at, whether it's teaching or if you're good with computers, um, if you're a journalist and you want to be an editor here for a guild, if you have those skills, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a little bit of your time. Look at that. Yep. Okay. Um, time to go to our final three questions. Okay. This will be three random questions that may or may, not, may or may not be about woodworking. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Your favorite tool? Hmm, skull saw. Skull saw? Absolutely. You have a favorite Cam Philly barbecue? Oh, absolutely. Q39, hands down. Okay. Uh, they're expensive, but they're consistent. That's that's They're consistent on the barbecue. Marinara or Alfredo sauce? Oh, Alfredo. Absolutely. You know, after you make your Alfredo sauce and you reduce it down with a little provolone and, you know, grayer cheese, you throw a little bit of butter in there just to make it a little bit richer at the very end. Tasty. Really good. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm surprised that you don't weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> I know if I ate a lot of that uh, of your Alfredo, it would uh, I would end you up there. You only have that about once every six months. You don't have it. <laughs> you don't have it every week. No, no. But pasta carbonara is good too. Yeah. David, I want to thank you for being with us today, and I want to thank all of you out there. Please remember to do all the usual things: to like, share, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode. And as always, remember to work safe and get your sawdust on. Thanks. Cool. This has been Woodwards the Podcast, a production of the Kansas City Woodworkers Guild, with host Kevin Thomas and producer Chris McCauley. A special thank you to our guest today, to the Guild's Leadership Committee, and to all of our sponsors. For more information about the Guild, upcoming classes, and events, please visit our website kcwg.org. You can also find us on social media by searching for Kansas City Woodworkers Guild. If you like this video, please be sure to like, comment and subscribe. For more videos, please check out our YouTube channel.